Hello guys and welcome to another podcast episode of Digital Wire Presents. Today we're chatting to Kayla Banfield, owner of The Method Now, a CrossFit coach. Enjoy. My first full-time job was as a kids TV presenter. Yeah. So um, I worked on the kids TV show Totally Wild. I don't know if you guys oh, have oh, you worked on that? That's okay. awesome. It's so funny. That kid. <laughs> People from okay. Australia are like, oh my God, yes. And oh, everyone from America oh, is like, the... crickets. Oh, yeah. like, oh. I'm like, it's a really good kids TV oh, show. I still remember the theme music. It's so yeah, yeah, and it hasn't changed <laughs> in like 20 or it's, I think oh, it's so evolved, it's still, yeah, but sure. it's not. Um, it's oh. very it's very similar and um, Stacey's still on the show. Like I remember she was there like when I watched it as a kid. Yeah, cool. But yeah, so. So when I was uh, so 19, how long, sorry, how long ago were you on that? Um, well, I'm 27 now, so eight years ago. Yeah, um, it was pretty much straight from school. I um, I studied because I thought that's what I was supposed to do. I, you know, I went mm-hmm. to university. I did a bachelor of arts because it was a kind of like I don't know what I'm doing degree. Yeah, sure. Um, and I got three quarters of the way I did through that too, it. Don't yeah, I. yeah. I think it, like a lot of us <laughs> have commerce, a bachelor. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I was at the gym and I knew this girl that was on Totally Wild. And so I went up to her and I was like, hey, this is something I'd really be interested in. I did a lot of amateur theatre at the time. And I said, like, yeah. how do I get into a role like this? And I've never been afraid to ask questions of people that, you know, I think might have some answers that I could learn mm. something from. And she yeah. said, oh, well, actually, uh, there's a role going at the moment. I'm leaving. And, mm. you know, here's the email address. And so mm. I sent them an email and I said, hey, I'm interested. I have no experience whatsoever. But, um, you know, can you tell me more yeah. about the yeah. role? And they were like, yep, no worries. Send us in your showreel. And I was like, oh shit like I don't have a show reel like it's, I, <laughs> am I allowed to one? say that by the yeah. way that's yeah, not yeah, yeah, okay yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah I didn't I didn't have one so um and uh, luckily enough I had done some filming with a friend like the week before and we kind of like cut up like 30 seconds of what I thought was you know pretty terrible sent that in and they were like oh you know we actually really quite like this we'd like you to come in for oh, a, awesome cool yeah come in for what a, kind um, of stuff was it what was I, what did the I do? 30 seconds of real. Um, it was like, there was like a, um, an art gallery that had just opened in Adelaide and a friend mm-hmm. was like a, mm-hmm. I don't know, organizing it. And she was like, uh, we just want to do a tour. So can you just like take us around for a tour? It's like um, really easy stuff, just explaining kind of what was around and, um, yeah, I was actually going to say no to that because I was like really nervous about being on camera, but I'm lucky that I did. Oh, Otherwise, really? I wouldn't have a show reel. Yeah, definitely. Um, everything happens for a reason, you know, obviously like that's helped me get the role. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I sent that in. Then they said, yeah, we really like it. We'd love you to come in for an audition. So I came in, did an audition. Um, and then they said, we'd um, love you to come back for a um, an interview. So mm-hmm. I went in for an interview, flew up to Brisbane and I got it. So, um, yeah, I kind of like went, um, went into it with no experience, but it was yeah. like the best place for me to learn. And mm-hmm. like, I'm a big believer of yeah, kind definitely. of like learning as you go, like obviously study and, um, you know, getting degrees are super important, mm-hmm. but I think nothing really gives you, um, real world experience, like actually yeah, doing it. No, cool. So the first couple of shows that went to air, like, God forbid, I hope they're buried away somewhere. I, in how did you, go? you said you were nervous on camera. So. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was really nervous and I think that came yeah cross but I think really the only way to do it was to just get thrown in the deep end so yeah I was a kids tv presenter for um two years mm-hmm. and uh, that was based in Adelaide and it was really cool because I got to do lots of fun stuff like jumping out of a plane we went skydiving oh, wow. um probably my favorite story mm-hmm. was chasing wombats um and it sounds worse than it is oh, but geez. it was for research purposes we right. went um I can't remember where it was like somewhere up near Snowtown or something like that like just basically like um land um, and we had to essentially catch wombats and it was late at night and we were in yeah. the back of the back of the a ute and it would be driving really slow. Catching wombats. And we, we'd have these nets in our hand and we'd have to oh, jump geez. out and put the net on the wombat and then put our feet on the net and they'd take them in and they'd, um, 
you know, like put yeah. a And you guys were recording the whole thing as well? Yeah. 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 Okay. That sounds intense. Yeah. So yeah. Um, that was the most fun, I think, because, mm. um, you know, like obviously we write a script for it, but it was really just like kind of go out there and get whatever you yeah. can. And the coolest thing was we got a wombat and there was a baby in its pouch. Oh, and wow, obviously cute. these are professionals. And so they weren't just literally mm. ripping wombats out of their homes yeah. and like stealing <laughs> their babies. Um, it was obviously done with, a, with research in mind. And um, mm. but yeah, that was really cool. Um, but yeah, I got cool. to do a lot of cool things on the show. So that was my first kind of foray into um, television. Yeah, yeah, being on camera, like yeah, being sure. on camera which mm-hmm. kind of started with this yeah. podcast, talking into a microphone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I did that, and then and what sim- kind of experience did you have um, when you were in high school doing the theatre stuff? So um, when I was. I think 16, my mum saw in the paper an audition for a musical for Pippi Longstocking. Yeah. And um, my mum tells me now that at the time it was because I was a little bit naughty and she just wanted me, like in school, I was just a bit of a brat and like, you know, I had... So what were you doing kind of extracurricular <laughs> things? Like, exactly, like keep me occupied. Get you out of the house, yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> like give me something to focus my energy on. And mm. so, um, yeah, I went to a drama school and I fell in love with musical theatre and performing and dancing and singing and I'm totally average at it. Like I'm not a yeah, good sure. singer-dancer actor. I was going to say, can you still sing? <laughs> no, look, I, can, I think I can sing in tune, but I can't sing yeah. very well. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not the kind of person that, oh, can you sing? Can you? No, no, you know no, what? No, yeah, no, that you is, think, do it. That is one skill. Like, if I could have any skill in the world, it would be to sing. Oh, really? Yeah. I used to do... I just think it's so I cool. Did, I did singing in a bit of choir in high school, but yeah. I, I can't sing at all. I was yeah. so terrible. Yeah. I wish I was better. But, but I feel I'm, like... Give us a sample. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Yeah. I do... We'll do like, judge. do you record? Do you write or... No, no, no. Just... No. You just, just have the just gift. Just for fun. More like karaoke night. Karaoke, yeah. yeah. Cool. Nick's been meaning to do karaoke night for a good yeah. little while now. Yeah, I've been trying to get everyone to do it. <laughs> Everyone's It's a lot of fun. It's bonding. Yeah. Okay. Oh, do it. No, <laughs> you got a microphone. He's too shy. Yeah. Nah, it's okay. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm the time. kind of person that was so. like good in an ensemble. Mm-hmm. Like I could sing in tune. I could yeah. pick a harmony. Mm-hmm. I could stay in that mm-hmm. harmony. I could move my feet. Mm-hmm. Um, it, like, mind you, it was amateur theatre. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I did like a lot of kids theatre. I actually, I think that translated really well into Totally Wild because um, obviously it was for children. It's quite different mm-hmm. being on camera, mm-hmm. um, you know, in terms of um, a theatre. But I think it was yeah. a good kind of stepping stone for me. Definitely. Um, and it kept me busy. So we'd have like rehearsals a couple of nights a week and then we'd have shows throughout the school holidays and we'd dress up and yeah so that Mm. was that was fun that's really cool yeah um and where was I going and then so after totally wild after totally wild yes so oh yeah so um I left the job at totally wild I was there for two years my contract ran out and um, at that time my boyfriend was opening his first crossfit gym and I started getting really interested in health and nutrition Mm -hmm. and I I found myself at work researching nutrition what year was that sorry this was so when I was 21 so six, six, six years, years ago, ago. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I should have probably done it in <laughs> yeah. terms of like the year that we were in. No, let's yeah. go by your age. But yeah, yeah, okay, cool. So I was about twenty-one. Yeah, um, cool. I, okay, I didn't realize CrossFit was being opened in Australia at that time. Yeah, so then. I think the first CrossFit gym was opened um, maybe early two thousands, like a, like a long time ago. Yeah, sure. Or maybe I know that, that was like America. That was, yeah, I, was I don't know. In the US, somewhere. I think yeah. in the US it was early two thousands, and then the first CrossFit mm. Games was like two thousand seven, two thousand and eight, and that's when it kind of oh, okay, gained yeah. um, international yeah. popularity, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Do you know when they first opened the gym? Was it just like about you know like really kind of like 
what is it like functional fitness? Yeah. Is that the kind of thing? Yeah. yeah. Not very many people know what CrossFit mm, is. Okay. So um, CrossFit is, yeah, it's basically functional fitness. It's a combination of weightlifting, gymnastics, um, cardiovascular movements like running, rowing. Mm. We try and take, um, I guess, like a lot of different movements and turn that into um, like kind of like a workout scenario. So you mentioned functional movements. Basically, we try and mimic movements that the body naturally does, like sitting down. So we squat, pressing, mm-hmm. we push yeah. things overhead, mm-hmm. um, learning how to lift things up off the ground mm-hmm. correctly using correct form so um, we don't tend to spend a lot of time isolating our muscles we try and use the whole body um, as one machine because in everyday life that's you know what you're going to be doing and what we want to kind of train as we get older so um, it's generally done in like a high intensity kind of um, scenario sometimes the workouts are four minutes sometimes they're 40 minutes um they range and i think the whole idea of crossfit as well is to be constantly varied so we're always giving our body different stimulus Mm -hmm. um like a lot of people i know a good kind of all-around like yeah Yeah, and i know in the bodybuilding um industry there's nothing against bodybuilding but for me personally i found it quite i've never done bodybuilding but Mm. like the style of training was quite repetitive for me yeah um and i've had people write programs for me before and you know i'd love it for a week but then in the second week, I get bored of it. Yeah, and I, like, I did this last well, week. Well, yeah, it's like super interesting if like fitness as well, if you want to get like the broad population to keep yeah. like really interesting. And yeah, fun. and so it's changing the movement yeah, every definitely. single day. Um, and like, the, you know, a lot of CrossFit gyms won't announce or release their workout until six o'clock the night before. Okay. Um, and what oh, that okay. does is try to avoid yeah. cherry pickers because mm. if there's someone that doesn't like running, they're going to avoid a running workout. Oh, okay. When in reality, you know, they probably need to work on their running. So it is yeah, still, sure. uh, you know, released the night before, but we try okay. not to I kind like of that. let yeah. people. Yeah, no, that's cool. But I'm a cherry picker. Like, I've yeah. kind of like gone into that now. Oh, like so I've been what do you doing yeah. <laughs> um, I like the gymnastics movements uh, more than I like the weightlifting movements. Anything oh, okay, heavy, sure. um, I tend to stray away from. But I do try and just find a routine and just train regularly and, you know, go by how I feel on that day. If I don't mm-hmm. feel like lifting heavy, I won't. And um, yeah, yeah. I think that's like a really big thing in CrossFit is people feel like they have expectations to, you know, lift a certain amount or push themselves to a certain amount. But, you know, if you just show up and do what you feel like doing on the day, then I guess um, I think you've won. Like, I yeah, think definitely. Really well, I think that's, yeah, 100%. Out, I think it's more about like building habits as well and yeah just yeah. making sure you kind of get there every day or every yeah, few definitely. times a week whatever yeah, so um, my boyfriend opened. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Back to her, I'm yeah. remembering where we're going. Um, I'll finish. I'll finish Sorry. my story. That's, soon. Troy's, that's yeah. Troy's last day. He's out. Oh no! Bye, Troy. <laughs> <laughs> it's been real. Um, yeah, so when I was 21, he um, opened his first CrossFit gym, and yeah, I was like obsessed with it. I just started. I'd lost a lot of weight. I became really interested in nutrition, mm-hmm. and so my quality of work um, at Totally Wild was kind of declining a little bit. And um, <laughs> I would rock up what in you, my. Sorry, what do you mean? Quality work like you weren't, so you weren't I, feeling it as much yeah not yeah. so much my quality of work in front of the camera but like my um Your passion yeah i guess i just like so i i got told so many times do not come to work in your gym clothes and i just blatantly <laughs> ignored it like i've re- always really struggled to dress up like i've never been yeah. someone that's really liked um putting on makeup or doing my hair or wearing nice clothes like mm. i really much prefer to be comfortable so it's kind of like not me anyway mm. um but i would go to the gym and i'd come straight from the gym into work which like in hindsight yeah. is pretty gross but um <laughs> that's what i was doing and i was getting told off for it and my you know my boss was getting to the point where she'd ask other people like what's kayla wearing today and it kind of just got like oh, a little please. bit like yeah it was just Bit messy yeah, sure. it, yeah. I just I lost you know I lost my passion for it and I started like loving the world of business and loving the world of fitness and nutrition mm. and so um I handed in my resignation I didn't really know what to do my boyfriend was running the gym really well by himself he didn't really need me to be there yeah, sure. and so he was like well why don't you go travel so I went to Bali and I did my yoga teacher training for a month and then oh, I traveled cool, yeah. for a month yeah. um so I'm a qualified yoga teacher but I don't teach yoga classes anymore oh, okay, um sure. Do they but do I that at CrossFit? Is there yoga? Um, 
so I ran classes for a little while mm-hmm. and um, some CrossFit gyms have yoga classes. Um, most of the time we try and rather than saying it's yoga, it's more just like a mobility or a stretch class yeah, because sure. obviously that's a very important part of yeah, yeah. Um, training is making sure that you recover and stay mobile mm, and yeah. stay injury free. So um, for a little while we ran yoga classes and uh, funny story actually, um, when I was coming back from Bali, um, my boyfriend is... Um, a bit of a romantic and he wanted to set up this, he wanted to set up my yoga room for me. So Mm. what he did is he bought this theater curtain Mm. and he sectioned off um, like a, about a quarter of the gym and then um, bought 200 tea light candles and wrote namaste in tea light candles. Yeah. You can see where this is going and then lined the entire room with tea light candles. And at the time our, um, our walls were made out of like plyboard or something like (laughs) like dry wood, basically God bless him. Like the intention was there. Don't want to make a fall of him on this podcast, but um, I was just like, oh, babe, did you not think? Anyway, um, so he picked me up from the airport. My flight was delayed, of course. And Uh, um, yeah, yeah, we got there and we could see smoke coming out of the building. (laughs) And like, I could see it in his face. Like his face just immediately dropped. Oh, shit, what have I done? (laughs) Why didn't I think of this? We opened the door and smoke just like hit us in the face. Me, the idiot. Like I was like a stunned deer. Like I didn't know. I was just standing there. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm I'm kind of worried about if I put myself in that situation again, because I just freaked out. I didn't know what to do. Mm -hmm. He was like, babe, call the fire brigade. Um, Luckily at the time, we had a leaky um, water fountain which had like buckets of water like uh, basically ready to go so we you know, the fountain was out, broken yeah, yeah down the building ba- for you. thankfully um but then oh, stupidly man. opened the roller doors now we learn oxygen ignites fire so it kind it of like anything up. that was like you know kind of still existing then became like a really big issue and a couple of people ran across the road and helped but we got it out but i honestly yeah. think if we were a minute later like it would have spread to the up, roof yeah. oh, and gone oh to the God, that's terrifying you know we had residents behind us, so we were Jesus. really lucky. Do you still um, leaving at home by himself? Sorry? Do you still leaving at home by himself? <laughs> <laughs> no, not after that. <laughs> or just not at least with fire anyway. Yeah, um, yeah so um, I went to, to Bali, did my yoga teacher training, um, mm-hmm. did a little bit of you know, soul searching, I suppose, just take some time off to figure out what I wanted to do. Um, Came back and um, did some yoga training, then Mm -hmm. did some CrossFit classes. Um, And then kind of where I was going with the media stuff is um, pretty much every year I've worked for CrossFit, um, CrossFit headquarters in their media department, Mm -hmm. um, doing various shows with them. So some of them have been in America, some of them have been Mm -hmm. in Australia. Um, But yeah, I've been fortunate enough to um, work on their media team and um, yeah, do some shows with them throughout the year. So I still kind of get to be on camera a little bit um, without it being my full-time job. And it's also obviously in an industry that I I really love. Yeah. Yeah. I just watched a clip before actually. Oh, did you? Yeah, Uh, yeah, but your your hair was different. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I loved my purple hair, but um, I was the idiot that went brown, purple, brown, purple, brown, purple. And what that meant is that I bleached it so many times that one time, it was just one time too many. (laughs) No, my hair was falling out. Like I would be in the shower and it just, it was like one blue bleach too many and like, it was just falling out and I have extensions now so um because my actual hair is really short but the bleach killed my hair but yeah I went I, I went <sighs> purple fun, yeah. kind of when I started doing media for CrossFit HQ okay. um just because I wanted to do something fun and yeah, yeah very yeah. cool nice oh yeah. cool so would you how would you describe the is it the CrossFit Olympics is that how you describe it no the, the CrossFit Games CrossFit yeah. Games so yeah well how would I how would I explain it yeah how do you describe it's that? kind yeah. of like um a music festival but 
fitness orientated. So, okay, cool. so basically the CrossFit sequence of events is um, at the start of the year in uh, February, March, they run what's called the CrossFit Open. Mm. And I don't know the exact numbers on this, but there's hundreds of thousands of people that compete in it. And the whole idea behind it is that anyone does it. So it's a good way to measure your fitness from one year to the next. Mm. Um, yeah, cool. Anyone that's competitive can obviously measure it against other people. But the whole idea yeah. of CrossFit is to just continue, you know, continuously improve like your yourself. Progress, yeah. 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 Um, and you compete as well? Um, not anymore. I, I used to do the open, but I'm, I don't do CrossFit um, every day anymore. So yeah. I've brought it down and I, I do different things like Pilates and spin class. And I think I need to do Pilates. I got, I got this, weak hips. Sorry? I, said, I think I need, I need to do Pilates. I got yeah, weak hips. I love Pilates. I can go down this path a little more after, but I got too in my head with CrossFit because um, I'm competitive, but I'm not competitive enough to be a CrossFit athlete. And it kind of messed with my head, um, uh, you know, yeah, competing. Sure. And so I was going to say, you get too competitive. For some people, it can, actually, it. Yeah. it can actually um, be a bit of a detriment because... Um, you know, you can put expectations on yourself and yeah. um, like I'm surrounded by, by my boyfriend who's a games athlete, my best friend who's a regionals athlete, oh, awesome. um, yeah, cool. my, my coaches who are, you know, we have a, we had a team as well. And so my idea of success based on the people that I surrounded myself with was being a good athlete, whereas mm. that was not something that I... Um, was really right for me, but I kind of got yeah. a bit caught up in that. So yeah, sure. yeah we, like I can talk about that more a bit later, but I decided not to compete because it wasn't good for me personally. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, but, but, you but know, that's not the idea of it though. It's like not a competitive it's thing. Not, it's more no, just like jumping in and yeah. It's not, but yeah, it's sure. my, I guess that's my own flaws, I suppose that. Yeah, no, I get um, you. I get convinced. Yeah, that sometimes, yeah, <laughs> it's not mm. the best thing for me. Mm. But anyway, so I, I, I have done many opens um, yeah, and mm. I kind of also got to the point where I started getting worse at CrossFit and I was like, I don't really want to compare myself to my last year CrossFit because I'm not as good as I was last year didn't train mm-hmm. yeah. like as i'm healthier i'm fitter i'm wiser i'm smarter mm-hmm. but i'm not as good as cross at crossfit yeah, as yeah. i was so okay. it was kind of like pointless for me to just watch myself kind of yeah. and the more people that do crossfit sense, as well yeah, the sure. harder it mm. is to stay competitive so yeah um i was gonna say like, so they run that in adelaide is it so is that's online it's oh, okay. an online competition so oh, they'll, okay, sure, they'll yeah. release five workouts over five weeks yeah. and um you have to do them with a registered judge you get yeah. judged so your standards are and all they the just same run those at the gyms like the judges yeah can, yeah sure yeah, so it's got to be at a CrossFit affiliate. So yeah. um, we pay a certain amount of fee, to, fee a year to be a CrossFit affiliate. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, hundreds of thousands of people do it all over mm. the world. You get a rank worldwide. You get a rank in your country. Oh, okay. You get wow. a rank oh, in your gym. Cool. You get a rank so... in your state. So it is like, it's oh, quite competitive. Oh, it'd be so competitive. <laughs> oh my God, especially ranking in the gym. You'd yeah, be like, I know. And, and the state as well, like in South Australia, is quite small too. So it's mm. easy to get a kind of ahead of yourself, I suppose, in South Australia yeah, with yeah. CrossFit. Um, and that's done over five weeks. And the whole idea is that over the five weeks, you're tested across all the modalities of fitness long workouts mm-hmm. short workouts mm-hmm. heavy workouts light workouts body weight movements olympic lifting movements high rep short rep you know yeah, it's testing sure. across basically and they do kind of judge you on those different categories as well yeah, yeah so you know you might come like let's say 500th in four events and like a hundredth mm-hmm. in one event and you yeah, know you sure. kind of see where, you, where um your specialties are and where you know there are areas that you can improve on yeah so from the open they choose uh 40 males and 40 females from each region mm-hmm. there are eight regions across the world Mm-hmm. And then um, those 40 males, 40 females, and they also have, I think, 30 teams will compete at regionals. Mm. Then regionals is yeah. held, as I said, in eight regions across the world. The one in the Pacific region, which is where we are, is held was held in Wollongong. It's now in Sydney. Okay, cool. And yeah. the top five from regionals, five women 
women, five women, five men, and five teams compete mm-hmm. at the CrossFit Games. Yeah, and sure. so you've got basically the 40 best CrossFitters in the entire world competing mm. at the CrossFit Games. Oh, so wow. it's really cool. Mm. Um, my boyfriend is one of those people. He won the Australian oh, wow. Regional last so year. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah so um, he was titled Australia's Best CrossFitter, which is yeah. pretty cool. Oh, wow. That's um, crazy. Yeah. yeah no and so we just had the CrossFit Games in... Um, this month, I think it was like, yeah, a month ago or three oh. weeks ago. So just oh, okay. back from so that. So up in Sydney it was? No, it? so this one was in Madison, Wisconsin. Oh, so oh, re- so, so okay. regionals yeah, yeah. was in May and that was in Sydney. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. And then yeah. from regionals, they went to the World Games, which was in Wisconsin, Madison, yeah, Wisconsin. Cool. Oh, wow. Yeah, so the CrossFit Games, is in it's insane. Like seeing mm, what these yeah. humans can do. And mm. obviously with my boyfriend being one of them, I see the, the work that goes in day, day yeah, in and day out. And, you know, it kind of makes sense to me because I see how much sacrifice that he puts into mm, his life definitely. to be well, um, how much time does he spend athlete. a day would you say kind of on average yeah, at the gym yeah we're just um it competing, depends yeah. on the time of the year leading into the season it can be anywhere from four hours <sighs> to like sometimes as much as you know maybe six or seven but then there's yeah, like geez. then there's like but it's not all intense like it's not all intensity like before he went to the games he ran a marathon yeah, and you know yeah. that took him four hours and you know to be fair I don't think he did anything else on that day and excuse me but then there's like a lot of time that has to be taken into account with recovery and yeah definitely um, well yeah what kind of like oh. rest does he get yes yeah, like a couple so, of days off a week um, so he kind of has evolved as an athlete with how he approaches his rest days. He went through a period where he was doing active rest. So even on his rest days, he would still train, but it would be like what I would consider like a hard workout, but what he <laughs> considers as like an active rest day. Yeah, sure. Like it might just be like sitting on the bike or getting his heart rate up or going through some skill pieces or doing some rehab if he has any injuries. Yeah, yeah. Um, sitting in the sauna. We also have a float tank at our gym. So he'll jump in the float tank, get a, get a, a massage. Float tank, sorry? It's basically like a huge bar with a mm. lid and it's filled with is that that's not um what's it called the isolation tank um, yeah what's it called sensory deprivation yes yeah so it's got about 30 to 40 centimeters mm. um worth of water water okay. in there and then yeah. there's about um i think it's um, 400 kilos of okay. Epsom salts. Yeah, right. So because it's such a dense solution, your body is buoyant. So you're basically yeah. floating and you on just, the water. And you just like, don't kind of experience anything and this is yeah. so you the, with your mind. So like yeah, you said... It's pretty freaky in there, right? Because it's um, just like, no, you can't sense So many anything. people that walk in are like, I'm so scared. I'm like, this is not a scary experience. <laughs> yeah, sure. This is a relaxing experience. Okay, but everyone's yeah. like, I don't want to be trapped inside this like <laughs> pod and not be able to get out. <laughs> but feel anything. It, yeah. Exactly. It's actually really relaxing and you can open the door and you can turn mm-hmm. the light on and we have music in there. But the whole idea of it is that you can't see anything. Thing, so the lid's closed. Mm-hmm. You can't. Yeah, no, that's cool. I've been really keen on checking one out. It's yeah, like, we've yeah. we've got one at our gym at oh, cool. um, CrossFit Mode. So yeah. you know, it's a couple of k's away. You're always welcome to. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, and the the water is set to skin temperature. So the whole idea of it is oh, that you wow. go in there with That'd nothing, really nice. and you kind of lose sensation of your body. Yeah. So it's not the same as like a warm bath. When you get into a warm bath, it's like substantially hotter mm, than your skin. Yeah. The whole idea of this is that you lose the sensation of your body, okay. yeah. and you're basically like, and this can sound kind of creepy, but you all you are left with is your mind. Yeah. And so like in this day and age, as you know, we have so many distractions like it's so hard for us to get into an elevator without mm. checking our phone every two seconds and i sometimes mm. test myself and i get really like bored really quickly and so yeah. this is a good way to kind of like force yourself to meditate i was gonna um, say yeah so it's a lot like this meditation yeah, yeah. It's kind of zoning and out, just thinking just yeah, everyone thoughts. goes yeah. in there for i guess like a different 
purpose or different reason. Yeah. Um, I have different experiences every time. Sometimes I go in there and I need to think, like I want to think, I want the space to think. Like yeah, I'll, my yeah. mind will be super busy, super full. Um, and I just kind of need to go in there and process my thoughts. And like sometimes it's really frustrating because I have the best ideas in there. Mm-hmm. So I want to get out totally straight forget. away. Yeah, like yeah. So I'll find myself like repeating I'm the same my... I've got a terrible memory. So I just yes, like, idea, I have idea, to write idea, it down. Yeah. Exactly. So I like always put Take alarms on my phone. You? Yeah, I know. Like just put it in the water. I need like a waterproof. Or maybe I just should just put like, sound something outside, but so many mm. times I'll like, or I'll remember things like, you know, when yeah. you're in the shower, it's like when you're mm. at your most kind of, when there's nothing well, yeah, I think to that's the idea too. Yeah. You. When you kind of, that's like, they say yeah. that's the best time to come up with new ideas yes, when you're not yeah. even really thinking about them. You yeah, just like relax. It's like in the back of your mind. Yeah. yeah. You kind of there to just chill out and you like open your mind for mm. these ideas yeah, to sure. come to the front of your mm. mind. And so the same thing in the float tank is that I'll, I'll often find that I have four things that I want to do. Like I want to email someone about something. I want to ask my business partner so, so about you, you go into the float tank with these in mind? No, or? no. Oh, okay. I'll go in the float tank feeling like overwhelmed and like, yeah. you know, in need of rest or whatever. And then I'll come out with like a, a to-do list. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes I have those floats. Um, and then other times I just go in the float tank and I sleep. Like, um, oh. the, you oh, know, okay. you're like not literally supposed sleep? to, like you just, yeah. Oh, okay. You're not yeah. supposed to sleep. Like mm-hmm. the, I think the whole idea behind float tanks is like getting to the theta brainwave state, which is just before sleep, which mm-hmm. is where you meditate. Mm-hmm. I really struggle with that. Like I just basically fall straight to sleep if I try to get into that zone yeah. so yeah sometimes I sleep but hey if I figure if I need sleep then what a great place to get it I suppose yeah, and the, yeah. um, the magnesium it's not too weird like just sleeping as you're like floating in there it, it's kind of weird but it's yeah. so comfortable Yeah, because sure. like when you're in your bed you have like the pressure it's points like space, and like you kind of like can get yeah. a little bit tight floating, like you're in space exactly yeah. <laughs> like on a cloud so you're fully supported you're on your oh, back lovely, yeah. it is mm. it's really relaxing and it also highlights for you any areas of tension like if you have certain yeah, areas okay, in your body sure. that uh, um, you know, a little bit more wound up or that mm. need kind of some attention, like just even a massage. It's, excuse me, it's really good at, your body just notices it straight away because it's the last place to yeah, relax or it's definitely. the last place to let go. So when I had my back injury, I used floating to kind of help me with pain management a little bit. Um, we have people with like fibromyalgia that will come in and flow. Um, oh. We had a woman that came in a couple of weeks ago and um, she had multiple sclerosis. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, she couldn't walk or she was on a walking frame and we we lifted it, we carried her in and carried her out of the float tank and she yeah. said for the first time she walked out with no pain. Like, oh, wow. you know, it awesome. may have only yeah, lasted so. for like 30 minutes or something, mm. but now, um, you know, she's going to try and get a regular floating routine. So okay. it can be really good for physical ailments. Okay. It's so good for yeah. athletes. Yeah. What was that first, the first thing you said? Fibro? Fibromyalgia. Okay. I, I don't know exactly what it is, but it's I like think joint, it's a like nervous system or nerves or okay. um, it's, it's got something to do with chronic pain, I believe. Okay. Yeah, like yeah, in, sure. just in a state of chronic pain yeah, so yeah yeah um yeah the float tank's been so good with like a lot of you know i've heard a lot of mm-hmm. people kind of like managing physical pain through floating yeah definitely. um but yeah for james it's very powerful with um visualization as well so yeah. if he has a competition coming up he's mm-hmm. so um i just i can't believe he does this but like if he has a workout that's going to take like 12 minutes or whatever it is he will go f- into the float tank and he will visualize that and i've heard of fighters that do this as well they'll mm-hmm. play out the whole fight in their mind mm-hmm. he'll yeah, go through sure. it rep yeah, okay. for rep yeah, like yeah. i'm the kind of person that's like okay i'm doing something like i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna do that and then i'll probably finish here and i'll probably be done at that around that time and i'll kind of like summarize it in like two minutes whereas mm-hmm. he like achingly sits there and like yeah, he, and sure. he feels yeah. it and he like goes through it and he mm-hmm. visualizes mm-hmm. it and he visualizes how he's going to feel at three minutes <laughs> 
gets in and how he's going to feel after this movement and how much yeah, rest right. he's going right. to take here. Yeah. And obviously he's a professional, so he knows what he's able to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, he'll visualize an event in there like second for second. Okay. Um, yeah, sure. And, and, and is I, that sort of more of a planning thing or is that for his nerves? Like when he's kind of in there thinking about um, I think it's for a planning and an execution yeah, standpoint. Sure. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. I think, I think like you said, sorry, like I know like fighters, for example. Yeah, I think it's a lot about the nerves as well. Like I think yeah, they kind of, a lot of them go into it like well. a scared. And I think that if you feel like you've done something before, you're more confident going into it. So yeah. I think the whole idea of visualizing it is to experience it. And even though you're not experiencing it, you are literally just thinking about it. Mm. We all know that thoughts are powerful and that um, if you kind of trick yourself into believing that you've been there second time around, it might not be as overwhelming. Um, and I'm sure things change, um, you know, on, on game day. I, I think I re- I heard, I was listening to a podcast, a swimmer who wanted to beat a record. And so I think she visualized herself in the float tank getting a certain time and then she managed mm. to get that time, like exactly oh, that time wow, killer, or something yeah. like okay. that. So who knows if that was a coincidence. Yeah, but yeah, sure. Floating's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's good for you physically. Um, it helps remove toxins and yeah. um, it's very relaxing. It's good for um, muscle pain or getting rid of um, lactic acid mm. yeah. and then just good to kind of chill out. Yeah, no, that's super cool. Yeah. I think I have to so check it out sometime. I try and do it once a week. Oh, wow. Oh, nice. Mm. No. Mm. Yeah. So, so what's um, Method now? So that's the, that's the company you're running. Yeah, now? yeah. Mm-hmm. So, as, along with the CrossFit gym, I also have a online nutrition business called mm-hmm. The Method. Cool. Um, the Method now is is it's proprietary limited only because The Method was already taken. But I'm kind of like okay. moving into calling oh, it The Method now <laughs> yeah, because yeah. our oh. emails are The Method now. Our website is The Method now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, basically, it's an online coaching platform. It started because uh, when I was at the gym and I was coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously we're doing a lot of exercise. We're doing a lot of training. And then I'd have people come up to me and say, Hey, what do I do with nutrition now? I'm like, yeah, I've got this awesome new exercise regime and I'm training every day, but like, how can I get the most out of myself by changing my nutrition? And like so, what am I supposed to be eating every day? Basically? Exactly. Yeah. Like no, I'm putting so much work into this one yeah, hour of definitely. my day. How can I, you know, make the most of the other 23? Mm. And so um, I started talking to people about like, you know, how to um, eat to fuel their training and be healthier. And, um, you know, there's a CrossFit, I guess, principle behind eating, which is the zone diet. So exploring that. And then there's a paleo diet and Whole30. Mm, and as zone, we all know, the there's so many different diets. So the yeah. zone diet, and I'm kind of um, going back here a little bit. I might have these figures wrong, okay. um, but it's based on the principle of eating a certain amount of blocks per day and blocks is like you can kind of think about it as like counting calories you're essentially counting yeah, sure. the amount of food that you eat so you're but just sort of yeah breaking down the calories yeah. and the energy that kind and of goes you're, into you're yeah. aiming to eat a certain amount of carbs protein and fat per meal yeah, I don't sure. know what these figures are because honestly I haven't looked into it for years but I mm. think it's like I think a block of fat is like three grams a block of protein is seven or nine and fat and uh, carbs is something yeah, like sure. that as well like perfect number of and blocks. so the whole so you. CrossFit believes that like hormonally and um Obviously, there's so many different ways of eating, but the zone diet is um, eating the same number of blocks of carbs, protein, and fat per meal. Okay, um, sure. And so you might have like a four-block meal for lunch, a four-block meal for dinner, and like a two, you know three two-block meals or something like that. And at the mm-hmm. end of the day, you've had yeah, 12 blocks. Yeah, yeah. Um, for me, that's a little too regimented and a little too restrictive. Yeah. Um, some people live and breathe that way. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's about kind of finding what works for people. So mm. I started, um, you know, helping people with their nutrition and mm. I was booking out appointments at the gym. People would come and see me. Um, and it got to the point where I was, um, you know, I had like 20 hours a week that was nutrition consults while I was also trying to run the gym and sit on our reception. And so I said to James, my partner, I was like, I can't do this anymore. I've got to stop nutrition. Um, I can't run the business while I do this. Yeah. And so I stopped seeing people. And then um, I spoke to someone who had an online nutrition platform and I, you know, asked her heaps of questions about how she did it. And she kind of, you know, 
helped me come up with um, my nutrition business, which is now mm. all online. Mm. Um, and yeah, so it's kind of like still being able to help people that, and you know, I started off with CrossFitters because that was the area that I was in. Yeah, um, sure. And now, um, you know, it's quite, it's grown quite substantially. I've mm-hmm. got the, obviously the luxury of being able to employ coaches that can oh, help okay, me cool. yeah, with, yeah. Um, you know, catering to these people mm. and um, being online. Obviously we're not restricted to, um, you know, where people live. We yeah. like now have people from all over the world from different countries. Oh, okay. well, cool. and, nice. yeah. yeah, so it started just, you know, wanting to help people in the gym and then realizing that I only had so many hours in a week um to the point where I was like how can I make this more effective and yeah I mean that's the cool thing about the web you can just like reach out to yeah like you said people like all over the world Mm. yeah yeah absolutely and like you know we're in the technology age especially you guys would know that now like (laughs) it just like it just took off and um yeah cool yeah um it's it's weird because you know it feels like I'm still just like on my computer at home you know sending a couple of emails to a couple of friends but um you know it's something that I think um if you have the right people and Mm -hmm. um um, good marketing and stuff like that it, it's got the opportunity to be quite a big business yeah definitely cool now, how yeah. much of the marketing stuff do you kind of do um so marketing is one of those things that um i could definitely be better be better at yeah. um i guess an approach that we've taken with our marketing budget at the moment is sponsoring athletes so oh, okay, um cool, yeah. we've got a handful of really awesome athletes who we sponsor um one of those is tia claire Toomey, who uh, won the crossfit games this year yeah, so cool. um but she's also a great friend of myself and james's oh, okay. um, so was she the regional champ or the world champ both so oh, she won wow, regionals and she won the crossfit games okay. and oh, this girl be competitive. is, yeah. is <laughs> absolutely insane she's also okay. a common games gold medalist like she's phenomenal um she used to do track and field but now she's a weightlifter so it does translate because there is weightlifting in crossfit yeah um but the fact that she can be a commonwealth gold medalist in one sport and then literally the best in another sport Mm. like just says so much about you know her as a person her as an athlete her coach she's unreal like you know what she is capable of doing physically is just it's so hard to believe but she just is Mm. um yeah she's amazing so she's one of our sponsored athletes um we have a couple of other regionals athletes um but yeah we're we're spending a bit more money on influencers and ambassadors and and athletes um that are already using our program that's something that we're pretty big on is that we don't don't really want to approach people that aren't using the program and we have done it yeah, before and no. we do yeah, we do yeah. have some athletes yeah. that we approach but we kind of felt like we'd be a really good fit to them but we really yeah, try sure. and have people that subscribe to you know our program or tier okay. um yeah. you know we'd been helping her a little bit on the side with yeah, a few definitely. things and had kind of built a good relationship so that grow into something yeah. no that's cool I think that's the way to do it too just being like really yeah. genuine funny people who actually you know love the thing you're doing exactly yeah. and you want people to promote your business that actually use your business yeah, believe exactly. in your business mm-hmm. use your product yeah, yeah. um and um yeah those that kind of choose to opt in are generally the ones that you've got the lifelong relationships with so Mm. um yeah so we we sponsor some athletes um We've been playing around with Facebook sponsored posts and, oh, cool. um, you How know, you finding all that? well, we actually employed someone to, or contracted someone to do that for us because, yeah. you know, with Facebook and algorithms and social media, it's always changing. It's not as simple mm. as pressing oh, the boost yeah. button because, mm-hmm. you know, Facebook will sting you for needing to pay an extra $5 or 10 or a hundred or whatever mm. it is just yeah. to get more reach. And mm. I didn't speak the Facebook language, so we got someone to do that, um, but marketing is one of those things where I just feel like there's always so much more that you can do, but you also don't want to throw away money without really knowing what, yeah, what you're throwing yeah. it into. So mm-hmm. um, we're also going to try and sponsor some events and um, yeah, like get stickers printed and merchandise. And oh, nice. I guess that marketing is such a broad, um, you can, there's so many things that yeah, you can you do can with so marketing. Money, it's really yeah. exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, and we've got quite a good budget put aside for marketing as well. And we're not afraid to spend money and then realize that we've just accidentally, you yeah, know, so wasted so like a, lot of a couple of thousand dollars. That's really cool. Too, we're yeah. really lucky in the, ter- in the sense that our business allows for that. We don't have a lot of overhead. So, yeah. um, we're obviously, you know, um, really keen to put our money back in the business and try yeah. things. And we feel like, you know, if you don't try it, you don't really know where your money's best spent. So yeah, definitely. No, that's yeah, really good trying a lot of yeah. things. Yeah. yeah. Cool. And so yeah. how do people sign up to The Method Now? Uh, we have a, a website. Yeah. So it's themethodnow.com.au. Um, it's a pretty easy sign-up process. We're um, getting a new website and we're getting an app um, developed at the moment. So oh, it'll nice, be, cool. a lot, yeah, be a lot easier for people to um, sign up and go through that user experience. Yeah. But basically we get people to fill out an online questionnaire. Mm. Um, it just kind of like profiles the person as well, lets us know exactly what they're after, what they're currently doing, um, what their goals are and what kind of people do you usually find as signing up for it? We get like a lot of CrossFitters. Like oh, no. Sure. So, mm-hmm. well, when I say CrossFitters, I mean just people that do CrossFit. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, that's probably 90% of the people that do, um, that fill out our forms. But that's only because that's our audience. Like it's James's audience. Yeah, it's yeah. my audience. Mm-hmm. The people that follow me on Instagram probably have seen me at the CrossFit Games. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we, we are definitely not just for CrossFitters. Mm-hmm. We are for absolutely everyone. Yeah, sure. Um, and we're really trying to kind of, you know, target our marketing towards people that aren't elite athletes. Because, you know, yeah. even though we have excuse me, 90% of people that do CrossFit. Sorry. <laughs> I like um, had something to eat and then I walked here and I feel mm-hmm. like it's like oh, digesting nice. in my yeah. stomach right now. So I apologize. I've burped like five times. Um, yeah. So um, even though 90% of them are CrossFitters, like literally 0.5% of those, 0.05% of those are athletic or um, elite level CrossFitters. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, most of our demographic is just everyday yeah. people that want to be healthier that want to um you know make good nutrition choices mm-hmm. that want to mm-hmm. you know have healthy yeah. habits so um that's oh, a really good idea too like i think there's not enough kind of information out there just for like a regular person mm-hmm. who just wants to yeah. eat healthier and just like you know like or on the contrary there's too much information like yeah. there's oh, yeah, exactly. so like much information yeah. out there that just you like, don't really know what mm-hmm. way to go down yeah, definitely. and it's um, some, like really clear direction on like yeah, yeah. and like the it. thing that we're really big on is like not saying hey you should eat this way you should eat this way you shouldn't eat that you should eat that this is the yeah. best diet for you mm-hmm. it's like okay so what do you like doing right now let's do that for a week and let's see what you know what results we get from that what do yeah, you feel sure. like you can change okay. what's we'll one thing that out. we can improve mm-hmm. yeah. um you know break it down yeah and kind of yeah, test each what, week what do you feel like went really well this week what do you feel like didn't work well this week um the, i guess the platform of our um, nutrition coaching is on uh, counting macros i don't know if you guys are familiar with that no. but it's basically a more um in-depth ver- version of counting calories yeah. i'm i'm guessing that a lot of us have heard of counting calories before Mm -hmm. um it's basically the total energy in a food macronutrients are the breakdown of those calories so with um most foods you've got different types yeah yeah you've got carbs protein and fat so those are the three macronutrients Mm -hmm. so in an apple for example it's predominantly carbohydrates in a chicken breast it's protein Mm -hmm. with possibly a little bit of fat very little carbohydrate um nuts are fats and a bit of protein and a bit of carbs Mm -hmm. so every single item of food is made up somehow of Mm -hmm. those three macronutrients when clients sign up we take in their body weight their goals their exercise and we come up with a personalized split for them now in saying that that split is going to change over time and that's where the personalization of the plan comes in but we say hey we think that this is a really good goal for you we want you to eat let's say 125 grams of protein Mm -hmm. uh, 200 grams of carbs and let's say 70 grams of fat and 
that'll turn out to be, I don't know, 2000 calories. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, we send that out for you in week one and then um, we teach people how to hit those macros. So, you know, it's easy enough for me to say, here are the numbers. What are you going to do with those numbers and how do you hit them? So we send out um, a PDF that explains how to actually apply that. Mm -hmm. Um, We use a program called MyFitnessPal. It's not our program. It's just an app on the app store where you enter a food in um, and MyFitnessPal will give you the protein, carbs and fat. So you're not expected to know, Mm -hmm. you know, how many grams of protein is in a chicken breast. Mm -hmm. If you weigh it and you put it into MyFitnessPal, MyFitnessPal will um, break it down for you. And then there's like a little button there that you click um, and it tells you how many you've had for the entire day. So the whole idea is for you to kind of be a little bit of a magician and figure out what you need to eat in a day with your coach's support, obviously, to hit those targets. Mm. And like, let's just say your your target's 125 protein and you put your food in for a day, but you Mm. only hit 80 grams. Mm. It's like trying to figure out how you can get more protein in your day. So whether it's a good quality protein shake or if it's having three eggs instead of two or if it's having, um, you know, salmon for dinner instead of something that doesn't have protein in it. So working towards how you can make changes to what you're already doing to hit those targets. And we've found that um, over time and as we personalize the targets to you, sometimes people will come back to us and they'll completely blow out of their fat and be so under their carbs. And, you know, if that works really well for you, then we'll adjust it to you. So we'll we'll bring up your fat, we'll bring down your carbs obviously we try to keep it within like a range that we feel is going to get you towards your goal if someone's mm-hmm. cons- consistently eating 3,000 calories and they're my size you know i'm going to say i think you're probably eating a little bit yeah, too much sure. obviously <laughs> i'll find a way to say it gently yeah um but it's it's a it's a mix between doing something that really works for that person based off what they want to do, and then our recommendation for what we feel like they could do, and then finding like that happy middle. And yeah, sure. you know, people see diets as being so black and white. Like this food is bad, and this food is good. And if mm. I eat this bad food, then I've ruined my goals. Then I may as well just keep going down that track and destroy yeah. myself. <laughs> but it doesn't have to be that extreme. Yeah. So well, I imagine it changes over time too. You know, is the age differently? Like do different Absolutely. exercises. Say someone someone wanted to really, yeah, someone really wanted to get into yeah, you know, like Olympic weightlifting. To yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Athletes obviously require like quite a fair bit of food as yeah, well, and 100%. that's the biggest issue with them is like getting them to eat enough for the yeah. um, you know requirements of their training. So say, how much does your boyfriend eat? Surely it's like a lot. So um, we try and get him to eat four and a half to five thousand calories. Oh, um, trying like as in. It's hard to eat a lot of food. It's really hard. All the time, you know. Like people (laughs) say to me, like it's so hard to lose weight and eat less. Mm. And I'm like, well, you know, really, you just don't eat. Like it's a lot harder to eat more, Mm. especially when you don't feel like it. You're full. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, your digestion feels a little bit slow. Mm. Like so, it's hard, especially when you're training as much as they are. The last thing you feel like doing is eating. Like Mm. if you've just like destroyed yourself in Mm. a workout, you don't feel like sitting down for a massive plate of food. You know, so yeah, it's about like strategizing for them, like the optimal times for eating and we definitely try not to um, say like this is you know this is what you have to do it's like trying to figure out like how does your day kind of plan out and mm. where can we fit in foods that you're going to feel good you're going to enjoy mm. eating them yeah. um, and, and is that a similar thing you do for just like general people signing up as well like absolutely you'll kind of, yeah, figure out what times of the day to eat like based absolutely. on the activities yeah. yeah and everyone's mm. like oh how do you program for athletes versus the general population it's exactly the same yeah like, obviously the requirements are completely different like I said athletes need to eat a lot of food but the approach that we take take to coaching people is exactly Mm -hmm. the same it's like figuring out what do you love doing what kinds of food do you like eating is this conducive to your goals is it getting to Mm -hmm. you where you is it getting you to where you want to go if not how can we change that it's like starting a conversation with people and i think that's what like building relationships with people is all about like it's not Mm -hmm. necessarily about saying hey i know more than you and you shouldn't eat that and you should eat that it's about like kind of providing a mirror for people to kind of reflect and um Mm -hmm. i I really think that 
sorry, that people can solve their own problems as well. Like I'm a big believer that we all know what's mm. best for us. It's just that you need someone to, I guess, get that out of you. And Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, one of the biggest things too is having like someone point out to you on like a really regular basis, like having that kind of back and forth and, you know, mm-hmm. bring it to the forefront of their mind. Like even, you know, not necessarily if they're following exactly, but if yeah. it's something you're thinking about like every day, every meal. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, you know, people say that journaling is really good. And I think that our coaching platform is yeah. a form of journaling because yeah, people have yeah. to check in with us on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so a lot of the check-ins that I get are like, it's like a journal entry. Like it's yeah, like sure. a diary entry. <laughs> like people will tell me about their whole week, their job, their boyfriend, their travel, yeah. their <laughs> toilet their cycles like everything like you know they literally tell me everything (laughs) nothing is too much trust me it's like the 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 worst problem ever is when people don't give you enough it's like i encourage information yeah i mean that's the biggest thing i've had i think i've had personally i think other people you know sam too has said in the past it's like can be really difficult to kind of really break down what you're eating and kind of monitoring it really closely checking everything especially like those kind of calorie calculators and things like that yeah Mm. but if you have someone who's kind of guiding you through it as well it Mm. helps you and i always find if someone says to me like hey what do you think of this diet i'm like well the fact that you brought it up to me obviously means that you're interested in it so let's give it a try Mm. like have you tried it before no i haven't and i think one of the biggest problems with people is that they don't stick to something so Mm. when you have someone who is keeping you accountable who you have to speak to every seven days you're more inclined to stick to something because you don't want to kind of come back and say hey i tried this but it got too hard so i kind of decided not to Mm. people are less inclined to do that whereas when you're by yourself you have no one that's keeping you accountable so you kind of just like can go off track a little bit or make excuses or say i'll start next Mm. week yeah and i like that accountability too yeah a big part of our program is just keeping people accountable and if they don't check in we'll send them an email like hey how'd you go how was yeah how was (laughs) your week and Mm. it's not like hey why didn't you check in? It's like, you know, do you want to chat about what happened? Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes people will say like, oh, I totally fell off, you know, off the bandwagon and I made this mistake. (laughs) And it's like, there's no such thing as falling off the bandwagon. It's all part of your journey. Like if, if, if going that way was where you needed to go this week, that's absolutely fine. But that's in the past. What did we learn from it? And how can Mm. we move on to next week? Yeah. Well, I think yeah, being really reasonable about it too is like super important. Like I know I've had, I've heard about past PTs too, who have just, you know, talked about people dieting. Yeah. And someone's like, oh, I had my kid's birthday and I had a slice of cake. And they're like, you ate a I know. What have you done? Like that's wrong. It's like no, it's not wrong. It's like you know. Do you feel like you made the right decision? If you did, awesome, great. That was a win. If Mm. you don't, what was it about the decision that you didn't Mm. like? Did you have two slices when you only needed one, or Mm. did you have a cake and then this and then that? Like, but uh, I don't really tell anyone that they have they've done something wrong. Like Mm. you know, it really comes down to what makes people feel good. And if something makes them feel good and it's getting them to their goals, then Mm. you know, what else can I do but say you know, great job. So. Yeah, um, and just being a friend to people mm-hmm. and like an ear yeah, to talk sure. to, yeah. mm-hmm. and um, making it really personal. Yeah, yeah, giving someone a platform to just try different things, and yeah, um, cool. and you know we we use spreadsheets, and we're going to have the app soon, so we get people to record their daily weight if they're comfortable, so they're kept oh, okay, accountable cool, yeah. by that, and yeah, they, okay. t- they take their measurements and they send I in find photos. Ways to hide one, though. I think it can oh, be like absolutely, a lot of, yeah, like a, a lot of weird variabilities for sure. And you know, from the from the jump, we say that you know to expect that weight weight is going to go up and down yeah. based on so many. different different things other than whether or not you're you know moving towards mm, your goals yeah. um but one thing that weight is really good is that it shows like the linear progression i suppose so yeah we, like over, over time I guess, yeah. yeah and we try and look at average weight so yeah, we find yeah. the average weight over a week is actually a really good tool for measuring your progress from the week before yeah because in any given seven days you'll have a spike you'll have a drop mm. and you'll have a middle point based on what you did you know if you yeah. ate 
crappy food all day, then your weight might be higher. Mm. But the average weight will give us give us a relatively mm. good snapshot yeah, of what's going yeah. on. But you know, there's so many other things yeah. that come into muscle play. too, right? I mean, you put on yeah. muscle, then yeah. you're heavier. Which is why yeah. the measurements mm. help a lot because um, measurements kind of um, are more consistent. They don't fluctuate as mm. much, um, and you can see if people are kind of losing uh, size on their waist but gaining in their arms. Mm. That you know leads us to think that perhaps they're losing weight and gaining muscle because mm. the scales might stay the same, but the measurements are changing. So we can changing. Sorry, so we can yeah. start to predict what's happening, and then they send the photos and. Um, photos are a good way to sense. kind of yeah, see. Sure, yeah. Sure. So with those three things, weights, measurements, photos, and of course people people's mood. Like mm-hmm. people know if they're if they're on the right track yeah, or if they're not sure, on the right yeah. track. You know, um, weight is is just one measurement measurement. But mm. if you feel like if your training is improving, your sleep's improving, your yeah, mood's improving, yeah. then uh, we're generally happy. Even yeah, if your weight definitely. is not going in the direction that you want it to go, if you feel good, yeah. that's like a ten out of ten. No, that's okay. cool. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. I guess that's what it's about at the end of the day as well. You're totally right. It's like feeling yeah. much better. Yeah. Yeah, and like keeping people accountable to their goals as well like Mm. i'll talk about things like hey you know where do you see yourself in five years where do you see yourself next year do you Mm. like your job are you happy in your relationship um do you feel like yeah yeah yeah, because like it's really more lifestyle coaching the foundation is nutrition i think these all these things all affect exactly if we were to just focus on nutrition we'd be um you know abandoning other really crucial areas that mm. you know probably need a lot of attention yeah um and it's a, you know about keeping people accountable to those goals and asking them what they're doing every day to work towards those goals yeah, yeah. and um yeah and one thing that i find is like i said before is people solve their own problems a lot and like one of the yeah, best things sure. as a coach is when i start to um get check-ins where people are answering their own questions. So Mm. they'll ask a question and they'll say, well, I think that this is what I should do or this feels right. And, Mm. you know, sometimes I just get to the point where I'm like, yay. You got it, yeah. You know, it's so hard not to say, you know, well done, see you next week. Obviously, you still got to give that value. Mm -hmm. But it's the best when people, because at the end of the day, you want people to live a life where they're completely in control of it and they don't need to go to a specialist in this area, like spend money here, get this diet plan, get this exercise plan. Um, Like spending money in the right areas is important, Mm. but you want to teach people to be in tune with their bodies to learn what they want Um, and a big part of counting and tracking macronutrients is awareness Mm -hmm. it's about like when you're accountable when you it's like you know some people say like write a food journal it's um it's keeping yourself accountable to what you're doing and so Mm -hmm. if we mindlessly eat or just eat without paying any attention to what we're actually doing we often kind of go off and like a little bit of a um we get sidetracked, I suppose. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah, I think it's so easy to forget as well. Like, especially yeah. like the little things. I know downstairs with this like, little lolly jar. And I oh, think my I go God. Down there, like, I know, four or five right? times a day. Like, yes. I just and there's totally Tim Tams. And... Yeah, it's really yeah. Cool. yeah, whereas if you had to enter it into my fitness power, you'd I'd be, be like, like, oh, shit, what have I done? Crap, that tiny lolly was 50 calories. And yeah, like, yeah. if you're yeah, on like 2,000 calories or something, exactly, you have 10 of them. You're like, okay, well, I'm at a quarter of my intake on lollies and I didn't even enjoy it. So, you know, forcing you. Yeah, sometimes it is. So, forcing yourself to take accountability for every single thing that you put inside your mouth Mm -hmm. will help you realize um, the decisions that you're making and the impact Mm. that those decisions have on your goals. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you're happy with where you are, that's great. If you want to eat 10 loyals a day and you feel fabulous, like good on you. But if you can't lose weight and you don't Mm. know why, then maybe start to look at the decisions that you're making. Well, I was going to say too, like, so what's the main reason you find people generally come to you? Is it people wanting to lose weight or be healthier or like put on more muscle, I guess? Yeah. Yeah. I would say a lot of it is weight loss. Um, um, yeah. and you know, a, a lot, a lot of people, it's like the last five kilos, it's like the hardest yeah, weight to move. Sure. Um, and you know, I often find that, 
um, you know, making healthy swaps, eating more vegetables, exercising mm-hmm. more is awesome, but it can only get you so far. Yeah. Um, and that's where the other little stuff, you have to start kind of uh, fine tuning it a little bit and start being um, very aware of what you're putting in your mouth. Yeah, and, super disciplined about yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not like, it's not such a disciplined thing. It's just like knowing what you're doing. And half the okay, time sure, when, yeah. we, when we put people on a set of macros, like so many people come back to us in week one, they're like, I'm eating more than I was before. Yeah. And it's not mm. so much that they're eating more. It's just that they're aware of what they're eating. So mm. they're less yeah. inclined Noticing to have a lot. You don't feel like you're eating those 10 lollies. Like you feel like you haven't even eaten them, mm. but you have. Mm. So when you mm. pay attention to what you eat and you think, okay, I'm going to plan my day, mm. you feel like you're eating more food because you're um, going out of your of way yeah. to yeah. prepare yeah. that food. And it's normally mm. food of substance. And, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so many people think that they're eating more, but it's so much can happen when you do it consciously, like make yeah, conscious decisions. Yeah. Well, I can imagine you make people feel fuller as well, just from like the diets actually put them on. I know yeah. personally, I think I kind of improved my thing, my diet lately. And like, I feel like a lot fuller from what I'm eating. Yeah. It's like pretty much the same or a bit less even. So. Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And when people say to me, like, I'm really hungry, I say, okay, cool. So let's focus on eating more fibrous foods or mm. um, more nutrient dense foods. Yeah. So, you know, obviously you can have a bowl, a massive bowl of salad and it will be like a certain amount of macros, or you could have whatever like half a block of chocolate or something like that yeah. mm-hmm. you're going to feel hungrier eating the chocolate and you know obviously it's not yeah. as good for you yeah. so mm-hmm. um it's about like saying yeah. <laughs> it's good for your soul yeah. um it's i guess about saying like picking your battles like yeah, and everyone definitely. is like i have to do everything or i'm going to do nothing i have mm-hmm. to eat completely clean i have to eat this many servings of veggies a day i have to get this much sleep i have mm-hmm. to you know exercise every single day but it's not the case like we're all human mm-hmm. um perfectionism is not a thing that we should be aiming for because it's an unrealistic goal and most of the things that people are doing are 90% there if they just kind of believed in themselves and trusted the process Mm -hmm. a little bit and could get back on the bandwagon a lot easier than you know we'd find that we all got to our goals a lot quicker but Mm -hmm. we're so hard on ourselves and um, you know half the time as well it's about the support and telling people that it's okay to make mistakes it's okay to you know totally blow out on your macros because you just felt like it like it's not Mm -hmm. the end of the world Mm -hmm. if you said to me like i need to get on stage in five weeks time i have to be this way i'd be like okay so we have to be really careful with every single item of food that you put in your mouth mm-hmm. but yeah. if you come to me and like i just want to be healthy and i just want to be mm-hmm. happy like there's nothing that you can do wrong that we can't look back on reflect on and like learn from mm-hmm. it yeah definitely so yeah, cool. yeah, with, with these foods do you find that um people need to change what they eat a lot or, or can they still eat the same things but just differently yeah, so the idea of tracking macros is that you can still eat the same things essentially mm. um there is a whole um idea that goes behind the if it fits your macros style and that's you can eat anything if it fits your macros yeah we definitely don't subscribe to eating anything yeah, um, sure. we definitely place a large importance on quality mm-hmm. um, but the idea is it's so different to a meal plan because in a meal plan it's like you have to eat this at this time this at this time this at this time and this yeah, at this sure. time it's very regimented what mm. if you want to go out for breakfast well you can't otherwise you're off your meal you're plan. Off the yeah exactly sure. so um with this in mind you know you can go out for breakfast and go okay so i'm gonna choose so maybe like if you have a higher carbohydrate diet okay mm-hmm. i'll have some sourdough toast with mm-hmm. um you know two eggs and um half an avocado or something like that mm-hmm. you put it into my fitness power and you're like okay so where does that leave me for the rest of the day and then you adjust accordingly mm-hmm. i think the issue is if we don't track it's like i'm gonna go out for breakfast and i'm gonna eat this and then i'm gonna go home and i'm gonna have half a packet of chips and mm-hmm. then i'm gonna you know pick at this so i'm gonna make a cake i'm gonna lick the mm-hmm. batter and it's just being like not aware of what you're putting in your body but when you're tracking macros you can you can go out for breakfast you can eat essentially whatever you want Mm. track it and then Mm. you know adjust the rest of your day so if one of my clients has like a wedding or something like that or like an event in the afternoon we Mm. talk about how to plan the rest of your day so that you can 
have enough macros left to mm-hmm. still enjoy yourself mm-hmm. and eat quite a fair bit more than you normally would in one mm-hmm. sitting. But, you know, it's a different environment. It's social. You don't want to be that person that's like, oh, like, no, oh, thank I can't, you. Yeah, sure. yeah, I can't have that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there definitely comes like a level of self-control because mm. you still want to be within those macros. But um, if you plan ahead and you know, you're able to um, enter your foods into my fitness power, there's no reason why you can't hit your macros for that day. And there's mm-hmm. no reason why you ca- can't call that day a success. Yeah, you just yeah. have to... Sc- uh, schedule, plan ahead, um, and adjust, you know, the, the rest of your day to kind of suit the slightly higher intake of calories mm. in the afternoon or vice okay. versa. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, sometimes if that means fasting in the morning, you know. Is, do you do fasting on your plan? Like some people offer that? Yes. Yeah, so, mm. um, it, like, again, if, if that's something that you really like doing, then yeah, we'll sure. support you through that. Okay, I cool. personally... What do you, I mean, yeah, what do you think about it? Um, it works for me really well. Oh, I cool. love yeah. I love intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't do it every day. I'm, I wouldn't say that I'm someone that does intermittent and fast all the time but yeah. um naturally i find that i don't get hungry until about two o'clock yeah sure. um, oh, just for the people okay. listening so what, how would you describe your intermittent, so, intermittent fast so what it is in general yeah yeah um so i guess it it would be spending um portions of your day fasting so obviously overnight we fast we don't eat any food yeah. the whole idea of intermittent fasting is to extend that fasting period to um there's different um windows i think like yeah. one of the more generic ones is um 16 hours of fasting and what is that? Eight hours of eating. Yeah. yeah. So as opposed to vice versa. So a lot of people would have eight hours of fasting, 16 hours of eating. That's me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Most of us. Um, Or or you can go, you know, 12 hours of fasting or 10 or, Mm -hmm. but the whole idea is to extend that period of fasting Mm -hmm. um, and then kind of close that window of eating. And there are so many um, different reasons why you do it. There's um, a few health benefits of fasting. Um, It's also good to like, if you are counting your macros to kind of save your macros for a smaller window of eating. Yeah, sure. Um, it can be a bit like a weight loss tool. Um, <clears throat> there's like a lot of different. I'm not an int- intermittent fasting expert, so. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's kind of what it is, basically. Um, I guess. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, so, cool, sure. Um, what kind of hours do you do? Do you save it for the so start of the end of the I day? I just listen to my body. When I'm ready to eat, I'll eat, and okay, cool, I'm yeah. quite often really busy in my mornings. So mm-hmm. I'll wake up. Um, do a little bit of work and then yeah. I'll generally do some kind of training, whether that's a CrossFit class or a spin class or a Pilates class mm. or just my own training. The, the gym that we own is next door. So sometimes yeah. I'll just go over and do my own thing. Mm-hmm. Generally I'll hang around at the gym a little bit, um, go home, do a little bit more work. Sometimes it's 12 o'clock before I eat. Sometimes I generally oh, man, find I it's more around I used to be the same, I think. I remember, three. especially uni days, I used to kind of skip breakfast. <clears> These <throat> days I'm just like so hungry. First thing in the morning, yeah, I just gotta eat. Yeah. yeah. And like some people say like, you have to eat breakfast, mm. but like, why you really don't yeah. have it doesn't you can definitely, work yeah. like a lot of you. people get away with it yeah you don't have i feel like to it makes you it. more hungry at lunch if you eat breakfast yeah definitely i'm exactly like that if i start eating yeah. early in the day mm. it's like okay well, now i'm just yeah. hungry every couple yeah, of hours yeah, it's yeah, like i start yeah, I eat first thing in the day and by like 10 o'clock i'm like i need food even like yeah yeah and i go through phases as well where you know i'll just want breakfast and definitely some days i'll go out for breakfast um but i'm definitely a big um fan of just eating when you're hungry and you know i'll have a coffee in the morning and um Sometimes it has milk in it or butter or yeah, whatever yeah. I feel like doing. So sometimes butter I will coffee. Have, yeah, <laughs> so that's a bulletproof coffee. So um, I, I think that it was kind of like definitely a CrossFit thing, like a bulletproof oh, okay, coffee was sure, like a CrossFit yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, it was supposed to 
be like help with brain function, like having fats earlier in the morning. Yeah, sure. um, I kind of just do it when I run out of milk. So um, <laughs> it's just like a backup. Substitute, yeah, it's, no. slightly, it's more creamy than you think it would be. Like mm-hmm. butter in coffee kind of yeah, sounds like a little bit rancid, yeah. um, but you blend it and no, it goes I, I'm frothy. Judge. I'll check it out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah so sometimes <laughs> I'll have that. So yeah. it's not necessarily What's that I... again, sorry? Bulletproof coffee. Bulletproof, cool. All right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, there's like a... I think it's like bulletproof.com. Okay. They have like products where there's like brain octane that you can put in your bulletproof. It's like a whole mm, kind of okay. way of eating. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah. How much Which, butter do you put in? Um, I put bit? in around 20 grams, 20 15 grams. to okay. 20 grams. Yeah. Um, How much is that, sorry? Like a, kind of like a teaspoon? T- about a tablespoon. Yeah, sure. Yeah, some okay. people do like um, half half butter, half uh, coconut oil or MCT oil. Yeah. Um, but I just do butter because it's okay. convenient. Yeah. With um, a shot of like coffee? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so a shot Espresso, of coffee, yeah. then some warm water. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, just like a knob of butter and pop it in the blender. Okay. Um, that sounds good. Yeah, yeah. It's not as bad as it sounds. Mm. Um, yeah. But yeah, sometimes I, you know, it won't technically be fasting because I'll have my coffee. Mm. Um, but yeah, I just sure. love having it. But I'm not doing it because I want to say that I fast. I'm just doing mm. it because for me, when I'm counting macros, um, which I'm not at the moment, but when I do count macros, it really helps me save mm. my macros. And I love love big dinners i love desserts and yeah, i love yeah. my afternoon snacks <laughs> like i love kind of at three o'clock like sitting there with a bowl of like whatever it is that i find in my mm. um, fridge whether it's mm-hmm. like a healthy bowl of avocado mousse or if it is half a block of chocolate like whatever yeah, it is sure, i just yeah. really mm-hmm. like sitting down and enjoying my food mm-hmm. in the afternoon mm-hmm. yeah, then at yeah. dinner and then yeah. a dessert i think that's so, the big killer for a lot of people i think like people love having like a massive dinner yeah, but it's kind of like the yeah, worst time of day to eat it <laughs> yeah well it's not necessarily the worst time of the day oh, it's sure. only it's only bad if you've been consuming a lot of calories throughout the rest of the day yeah, sure. it's not a simple calories in calories out equation like I'd never say that that's exactly what weight loss comes down to, um, yeah. but it's a pretty good general rule to follow. Um, yeah, there are sure. many other factors that play that play into you know reaching goals and weight loss and whatnot. But um, looking at how much you're eating versus how much you're burning is a really good place to start. Yeah. And if you're having big dinners, that's fine. But you know how much food are you consuming? Sure, yeah, over just the think rest about the, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. And so for like anyone out there that you know doesn't necessarily know if they want to invest in a coach or doesn't really know where to start, the best thing that I recommend for someone that's completely free is download the my fitness pal app and track your food for a day yeah cool so put the food that you eat in a day into my fitness pal and then at the end of the day uh, look at your nutrition and look at how many proteins, how many carbs and how many fats you're eating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You kind of want to aim for like a, a pretty even split. So something around the 40%, 30%, 30% okay. doesn't really matter kind of which ones mm. I would, it depends how much mm. you're eating. If you're eating a hell of a lot of food, mm. protein is the only one that we want to keep relatively consistent. Fats and carbs can be like a little bit interchangeable oh, based okay, sure. on, you know, your personal preferences. Um, so you say you want to kind of keep mm, the overall kind of amount the same, but kind of go up and down, like yeah, substitute, so- substitute them a little bit is that what you're saying well it kind of depends on your personal preferences so with protein you know you could aim for um because we're in australia anywhere from like um so i'm 60 kilos so two sorry two um two grams per kilo of body weight so like 120 grams for Mm. someone like me did i say that equation right Take your weight times times it by two and eat like approximately that much protein. And then you can, sorry, mass is not my strong suit. Um, And then, you know, fill up the rest of your calories with proteins and fats. Um, But have a look at what you're eating. Mm -hmm. Like if you're eating, you know, less than 100 grams Mm -hmm. of protein, it might not be enough. Or, um, and if, you know, if you're not getting the results that you're after, you know, do some research on, you know, macronutrients, tracking macronutrients, but a good yeah, place cool. to start is bringing them down. But it's, it's not always eating less. Sometimes it's eating more like people that have mm. oh, okay. a history of um, dieting or low calorie eating actually
actually have a damaged metabolism. And what that does is over time, if your body is so used to a, a lower intake of food, mm. our body wants to find homeostasis. If, they, if it's like, okay, cool, 800 calories is a thing, mm-hmm. fine, we'll that's chill out we'll here. Yeah, yep, sure. that's what we'll function sure. on. Mm-hmm. And so like, um, and then one day you have, you know, 1500 calories, yeah. which is, can, you know, still not even enough, but it's more than what your body's used to. Yeah. Bang, you get stored as fat. Mm. So, you know, yeah, wow. sometimes. Okay. It must be hard to convince you, those people too. You're like, no, no, yes, just eat this much every so day. And they hard. kind of start putting on weight. You're like, it'll be good. Yeah. Good. And sometimes yeah. you do put on weight and it's trusting the process and um, it's fixing a lot of the hormonal damage that mm. comes along with dieting as yeah, well. Yeah. And, you know, women lose their periods trying to get that back. Mm. And, um, yeah, so I, I don't really want to say eat less for, to get better results because it's not yeah, always definitely. the way for a yeah. majority of people. You know, it is mm-hmm. eating less, but yeah. there's a, a large um, number of people out there who don't eat a lot of food and can't get the results because their metabolism is damaged. And mm. generally what we do with those clients is a process called reverse dieting where you'll slowly add like 50 calories a week mm-hmm. and that will slowly retrain the metabolism. <laughs> reverse up. Dieting, oh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the term. I, know, I don't yeah. know who coined it. No, that's cool. Um, <laughs> but you slowly add a little bit of food every mm. single week yeah. or a little bit more food every single week until you're at you know what's considered like a maintenance calories yeah ideally over that period you don't put on too much more weight Mm -hmm. um and then you know when you reach a point where if you're working with a coach they feel like um that's a good maintenance calorie Mm -hmm. then you drop from there Mm -hmm. and then that's where the body go gets used to the higher calories and then if you drop that down then then you'll lose weight but you can't just drop straight into a further deficit if you're already Mm -hmm. not eating enough because chances are your metabolism is not where it needs to be so looking after your health first is you know super how long does that generally take as well i'm guessing obviously it varies from person to person a pretty long time actually um but yeah 50 calories a week yeah i feel like it would take yeah it depends where you're at um you know it can take anywhere up to three months or Mm -hmm. six months um sometimes it's just a couple of weeks and then um, the metabolism will respond really quickly and it will Mm -hmm. start losing weight through the process um so a lot of people will lose weight as they eat more which goes against the theory of eating less and losing weight um which is why this on the fact i don't it yeah. just retrains the metabolism. Exactly. And and like the biggest thing is consistency as so well. Weird, yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> it is so weird <laughs> and so interesting. Yeah. Um, and the biggest thing is consistency too. So um, you know, hitting the those targets every single day mm-hmm. is really important because if you're yo-yo dieting, eating a lot, eating not enough, eating a lot, eating not enough, that's how you damage your metabolism okay. as yeah. well. So well, the, it's so hard not to get into that, especially if you're starting out kind of losing weight. I think like yeah. a lot of people they'll kind of hardcore diet for like two, yeah. three days. And like I'm gonna do this, exactly. and then they just like and crash and burn, and then yeah, kind of and, that like exact pattern. And like I said before, I, like I'm a big believer in eating when you're hungry and eating when you feel like it, but you have to earn that right. Yeah, like, it's not like I mean, <laughs> I've seen that when you said that before. You got to kind of yeah, yeah. you kind of have to earn it. You can't just say to someone eat when you're hungry. Like, yeah, like you have okay. to be so in tune with yeah, exactly. If, I wouldn't have a business if oh that was God, really yeah. <laughs> my first piece of advice. Yeah. You you got to get to a stage where you're able to yeah, do that. You can kind of trust yourself to <laughs> exactly. yeah, make those decisions. And 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 you're making this decision based off knowing exactly what is right and exactly what yeah, is yeah, wrong or like yeah. what's good for you and what's maybe not so yeah. good for you um, and not always having to make the decisions that are always good for you but it's knowing when you make those other decisions like how do you make decisions throughout the rest of the day to make sure that you're still on track towards your goals yeah, yeah. so okay. um, yeah making sure that you're eating enough food is a really good place to start mm-hmm. and like the worst thing ever is when I see people banging their head against a wall and they're like I'm not even eating anything like I'm eating nothing and I'm mm-hmm. not losing 
weight. Mm. And I'm like, that's the issue. Mm. Like you can't mm. keep doing this to your body. Yeah. It's not, yeah. you're abusing it. Like yeah, it's not going to lose weight. Well, again, I think it's just that, like I was saying, like that kind of lack of general knowledge people have. They're just like, oh, I want to lose weight. I better yeah, just eat, eat less. less. You know? yeah. yeah. So I have to be careful when I say like, you know, it's yeah. Like mm. the, the macros mm. is like eat less than what you burn. Yeah. And, yeah. but that's the case for the healthy individual, yeah. you know? And mm. there are so, and when I say healthy, I mean like bodies that are functioning properly and like yeah. a good way to know if your body's functioning properly is like, are you going to the toilet every single day? Females, mm. are you getting your cycle every 27 to 30 days? Yeah. Is your skin clear? Mm. Like, um, you know, your body's systems have rhythms and they have cycles and are they sure. in line with those cycles? Yeah. Mm. And yeah. obviously if you're not losing weight, then um, that's something that needs to be addressed mm-hmm. as well. And it's a pretty big sign that something's not right internally. Right, okay. So recording what you're doing, using my fitness pal, um, getting yourself kind of um, accountable and aware of what you're doing is a really good place to start. Do yeah, your own cool. research. There's so much stuff on the internet. Everything that we teach our clients, we're not reinventing the wheel. Like yeah. we are using common sense, but we are yeah. we're coaching people. We're, yeah. we're Have you got any good resources for finding things on the internet? Because I think there's also, you can find like a lot of craziness as well if you go yeah. to the wrong places. Yeah. Everyone's an expert. Um, yeah. Oh man. I don't. Um, I, I guess there are there are. Um, or any kind of I guess, the method yeah. now. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, just send me an email. Yeah. Like I don't yeah, have sure. to sign up everyone as a client. I genuinely want to help. If someone has a question, I'll yeah, send cool, you in definitely. the right direction. Yeah, like cool. I do, not everyone has to sign or up. Maybe not celebrities, but people you kind of generally know who have like a really good idea that you kind of subscribe to. Um. Out in the web. <laughs> just google <laughs> yeah not really i mean um there's a couple of people that i like like um a guy called dr axe and he does functional medicine i think he's yeah. a oh i don't know if he's a doctor but yeah. yeah he does functional medicine so like if i research something and i see that he's published an article i'll like i oh, generally cool. trust what Pick he on, says yeah, okay. Check it out straight um yeah, I can't okay. think off the top of my head, but I know obviously if they're in front of me, I'd probably have a okay. bit of a better idea. How do you spell that? Axe? Yeah. A-X-E. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Functional medicine is generally a good place to start as well. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's about healing the body with food. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, cool, yeah. Yeah, so um, it's instead of... Um, pharmaceutical medicine which mm-hmm. i think has a time and a place um but quite often um drugs are used to fix problems that you know food and just being healthy and um looking after yourself can fix yeah, so functional yeah. doctors kind of take into account more natural approaches to um disease or um you know healing ailments so if, mm. you know looking at functional doctors is really good um podcasts are good and generally have a, yeah. like a different uh, approach podcasts like, are good they are they're amazing <laughs> Um, I guess it's like it's like our demographic. It's like new research. Yeah, um, it's generally not funded by um, you know big corporations, which might ha- which might like skew the research just a little bit. So yeah. podcasts, I find, are just people that are really passionate are actually yeah, doing really genuine too. I think yeah, yeah and yeah. doing research and and um, are working with people and have real mm. world examples. Yeah, cool. What um, kind of which podcast do you recommend? Um, I. Mm. Oh man! Uh, like, Put on the spot again, yeah, Christo, yeah. I think it's because I, <laughs> I don't subscribe. I, I generally like to search topics um, mm. as opposed to subscribing to podcasts. Mm. My favorite podcast is um, the ATP Project, and yeah. ATP are a um, supplement company in Australia. Mm-hmm. And what I really love about them is it, um, the two hosts of the project. I think there's three now. There's two naturopaths, and then one of the guys that's also a business owner. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing with supplements is, um, first of all, I think that supplements are there to supplement a healthy diet. So I don't think that you can take any supplement that will, um, you know, 
getting be more important than getting adequate sleep and eating enough vegetables and exercising every day Mm -hmm. Um, but what I love about these guys is um, you can tell that they rigorously test their products as well so there are so many supplements out there that like claim to be like clean and pure Mm -hmm. and um, you know good quality but for the purpose of marketing and making money you can say they're natural or say they're organic but they're not Um, and these guys are from Australia which obviously is awesome for us Mm -hmm. Um, but you know they were talking about one of their products and he was like we tested this 12 times to make sure that it was exactly the herb that we say that it is because obviously you can make synthetic (laughs) versions of everything that get recognized under certain tests as actually being the product Mm -hmm. but they're synthetic they've been created in a lab so um, when they're putting together their supplements and all their supplements are made up of herbs as well and natural products um you know that you're actually getting the real thing, not something that mimics the real thing that yeah. might not actually be processed as the real thing once it actually hits your body. Yeah. Um, and, and they're just so switched on with nutrition, so switched yeah. on. Like a lot of times in um, my coaching, like I'm not a dietitian, I'm not a nutritionist, and I don't say that I, that I am. I, and if there's something that's outside of my scope of expertise, I'll often refer to the ATP podcast. They've got a podcast on everything health-related. Yeah, so if, there's, if someone's like having a, you know, an issue with a certain area, um, you know, I, I, I'm not going to say that. And I'm going to, you know, diagnose or, or cure anything. But here is a podcast that talks all about it. Mm. They mention the symptom profile. So sure, if this yeah. is they just kind of explore that, the idea, like yeah, quite a bit, yeah, that yeah. resonates with you and you feel like, oh my God, that's me. Then maybe, you know, we can discuss that a little bit more, but like, here is the resource for you to go and learn a little bit more. So, yeah, yeah. um, yeah, they touch on a bunch of different things. So that that that's my favorite podcast. Cool, subscribed. I like yeah. It. I also like, um, Barbell Shrugged. It's a mm. CrossFit um, okay. podcast and they yeah, cool. yeah they talk about a lot of things health and nutrition yeah um some of my my favorite people to listen to craig ballantyne from early to rise mm-hmm. um i think he has a podcast with bedros Kulian or something like that mm-hmm. um just people that are you know going out there and doing really cool things mm-hmm. and mm. i also like aubrey marcus and his um I don't know what his podcast is called, but he owns Honor Academy in America. Oh, mm. uh, yeah. Um, and he's all about like optimizing your day and, mm. um, you know, human performance and like brain performance yeah, and stuff sure, like yeah. that. It's kind of different so side of it. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's... learning different things. And, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So sorry I don't have any like No, that's cool. I think we definitely got some yeah, stuff. I got yeah, a few podcasts to check out. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like one of those five. things as well when you have to think about it, you like forget about it immediately. Oh, no, I'm the same, though. But yeah, there's so many good podcasts out there yeah. oh awesome yeah. cool well I think we're actually at time so we yeah. have to kind of wrap things up Sweet. but yeah right. thanks so much for coming on no yeah, teaching us all these things yeah. where can yeah, people find me. you if they're looking for you so my Instagram is just at Kayla Banfield um, mm-hmm. the method Instagram is at the method now our yep. website is themethodnow.com.au um, I love meeting new people I, I love helping people like I said before if you have any questions that are nutritional or health yep. related um, no obligation to sign up whatsoever happy to point you in the right direction yep. give you any advice that I can based off what you tell me yep. I, like I really just like you know meeting new people and learning about you know what people's goals are and and helping in that way so if you want to shoot me a message or my um, email is kayla at themethodnow.com.au awesome sweet reach out y'all yeah send me a message even if it's just say hi i try and respond to all of my instagram messages (laughs) (laughs) sometimes i'll just say hi back but i feel accomplished yeah Yeah, i'm like cool okay i've got helped another person person. (laughs) (laughs) okay cool all right yeah thanks again thanks so much for having you guys thanks see ya